Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Zach Eady knocks it out of bounds, and the Purdue Boilermakers are the Big Ten Tournament Champions. Final nine seconds, everybody on their feet. Proctor grinning ear to ear. And for Duke, the dynasty continues. Houston couldn't do it. The Tigers, for the first time in history, beat a number one and win the American Championship. Here's McClendon for the win. It's no good. And Arizona is Pac-12 Tournament Champions again. Welcome back as we wind this thing down. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning and Andrew Rogers. I know I celebrated some uh, victories over the weekend with an ice-cold Acres Ale, including the Battlehawks winner. Once again, they again. are now 3-1 on the season. And if you uh, if you want an Acres Ale, I'm telling you, this is uh, one of the best beers for you. It's light, it's crisp, it's clean, it's refreshing, it's locally brewed with Nebraska corn. It's the perfect beer to pair with any sporting event that is Acres yep. Ale. And all along the same lines, listen, if you've been involved in a personal injury, kind of like uh, Mike Sauter's ego, but a little <laughs> bit more if it's a serious one when we're kind of getting into debates you got to get the fine folks that at dire law that's a team that will provide you with a helping hand no matter what you're dealing with you can call the dire law team at 402-393-7529 or visit dire.law to chat with trusted professionals again it's really easy to remember if you're in a dire situation it's dire law that's dire Law. And I'm in dire need of talking to Ricky O'Donnell now, writer, editor, associate Let's director go. of programming at SB Nation, a jack of all trades at SBN underscore Ricky on Twitter. He's joining us via StreamYard if you are tuning in and watching the video. But of course, you can still hear him on KFOR 590 here in town. Ricky, good morning. <laughs> Ricky, good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm good, guys. What's going on? Hanging in there. Hanging well, in I'm there. I'm excited. It's March Madness time. It's, it's the most beautiful, the most wonderful time of the year. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. I don't know, Ricky, if you feel that the way. folks in the Christmas song. But, oh, my. What's that? It's the most Oh, yeah. It, it was a Christmas time. song, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but... I'm telling you, this tournament and the shakeout and the committee draws and things like that, I'm like, man, there's some really good ones, like like really good matchups right away. There's some teams where I'm like, gosh, could you have screwed them over any more with their placement? There are some where I'm like, gosh, this is a cakewalk for this team to get there. Uh, what stands out to you most over anything else with the bracket release? Wow, I'm still sort of digesting the bracket. Like you said, there's a ton of different storylines you can look at. But I guess the first thing is just how difficult the West is going to be. They yeah. have four top 10 teams in Ken Palm. The number one seed is the lowest ranked team of the four. Then you have the Arkansas-Illinois 8-9 matchup. I think both of those teams are talented enough to go on a deep run, hypothetically. So to me, the, the toughest region for sure is the West. Everyone's saying that. I think it's totally true. You also got Rick Pitino in that one as a 13 seed that could be a pretty interesting first round matchup against UConn. So good defense. I think right side of the bracket is pretty tough. The left side of the bracket feels like it's setting up very well for Alabama. Obviously, uh, you can't say that with any form of certainty, but it does feel like as the number one overall seed, they have a pretty clear path. Uh, to at least the Elite Eight, so we'll see. But, yeah, there's there, there's a lot going on with this bracket, that's for sure. Ricky, I know everybody likes to jump to the 5-12s, but 
listen, water's wet. The eight nines are tricky, right? The closest seeds to one another. And I don't think this year disappointed. But to the naked eye, if you're not following college basketball, you may look at Memphis and FAU and think, man, Memphis just won over a Sasserless Houston team. They looked impressive doing it. But, man, FAU hammered a pretty good UAB team, I think, a pretty good UAB team in a game that was a pick em. FAU goes wins going away. Andrews liked FAU for a while. Should we be paying attention to the Owls? Oh, totally. I watched uh, some of that conference tournament, and I thought the Owls looked unbelievable. They got a 7-1 guy inside. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. They, they have they, size. Yep. They got multiple bucket getters in the backcourt. So I think that 8-9 game, along with Illinois-Arkansas, the FAU-Memphis game is going to be outstanding in Gosh, Memphis looks fantastic, too. Does anyone have a better inside-out pairing in the country than they, Memphis? They got, an old, they got an old experienced point guard. He's underappreciated. He's mature. Memphis is kind of scary. Uh, meanwhile, DeAndre Williams was born in 1996. He's 26 years old. college basketball. I don't get it, but he's awesome. Uh, and I think like with Memphis being more built around DeAndre Williams' talents, this year, the team just sort of fits better than trying to, you know, integrate a five-star freshman center next to him like they have the last couple of years. And Kedrick Davis has been unreal, too, as the transfer from SMU. So I think that's going to be such a fun game. I have Memphis, but I think the winner of that game can very easily take down Purdue, and that's really no shade of Purdue. It's more a compliment to how talented both Memphis and Florida Atlantic are. You know, we're talking about my teams, right? Because FAU is a team brush of mine. Are you going to No. I not. thought you were going Colgate. No. I'm sorry. No. Oh, <laughs> I am going Colgate. You're, I knew you're it. Right. You're right. You're right. All right. All right. I was wondering where you were going there. Um, so Colgate's my other team here. And uh, Ricky, let me tell you why. So Colgate has been on my radar uh, because they were a lot like Creighton for a while and still are in regards to not fouling when they defend they just do not foul and they're a team that shares the ball really well too on offense I mean they rank in like the top three or and I know they're the number one team in, in not fouling a, a game I think they only average like 12.9 fouls a game uh, but they get a 15 this good of a team gets screwed over and gets a 15 and has to play Texas right away. Texas may be the so-called one seed up in the Midwest with how Houston is kind of shaken out and the unknowing of Sasser, Sasser playing or not. Like, oh my God, I couldn't get over that last night that Colgate got a 15. They should have easily been, in my opinion, a 13. I can't give you too many... Colgate hot takes, to be totally <laughs> honest. But I did just pull up their stat page on Ken Palm. They're the number one three-point shooting team in the country. Yes! 31% from three as yes! a team. They got to up that volume, though. They don't take a ton of them. So I think if you're going to beat a team like Texas and you're the underdog, you need to, you know, you need variance on your side. Get up and down uh, jack threes. So we'll see Colgate. That'd be quite the story if they could pull the upset there. Ricky, I'm just going to stay with kind of the uh, the upset talks. We don't get a lot of smart guys, so I have to take advantage when you're on. Uh, two that I like, big Kent State guy. They don't Huge. get good against two-point field goal percentage. They keep assists 
down. They really make you play iso ball. Kent State's going to be a handful for a team in Indiana that turns it over a little bit with a shaky backcourt. Still no Johnson. Hood Shafino figuring it out. And Furman and Virginia. Furman's going to give Virginia all they want. I'm an ACC honk, so I'm just I'm concerned. Which one of those two games do you like as the more dangerous of the two for the higher seed? Well, I would take Indiana over Virginia. Virginia, to me, just seems primed for an upset. I just don't think that team can score consistently enough to actually win a few games in March. So I'm liking Furman in that. I really like Indiana. Like, right now we're working on a story ranking every, you know, the 50 best players in the tournament. And doing that exercise, I'm like, man, Trace Jackson Davis, I mean, he's got to be two or three or maybe one. He's just a phenomenal player. But like you said... Indiana doesn't have a ton around him. I think Huchifino's good. The Xavier Johnson injury obviously hurts quite a bit, but Indiana just doesn't really have the role players around the Huchifino-Jackson Davis pairing. They don't uh, shoot it well enough, in my opinion. Yeah, Miller Cop, Race Thompson. We've got a few guys who have been around for a while, but yeah, like the supporting cast leaves you wanting a little bit more. But I could talk myself into an Indiana run too, so I'm going to say Furman is the more likely uh upset pick just because i'm doubting virginia more than anything else. i'm just being objective ricky full disclosure <laughs> as andrew will tell you i've been on the indiana hype train all year all in the year Big Ten as a complete team because they know who they are i they just they, they they turn the ball over too much for me in the backcourt let me let me ask you about another 512 with we're, we're very familiar with darren devries around here his son tucker is a phenom Miami, outside of the hot Duke team, is playing the best basketball of anybody in the ACC probably over the last third of the season. Any 5-12s that you like, starting with that one? Yeah, I saw Drake uh, in person the last game of the regular season. I'm actually living in Des Moines now. My girlfriend moved me from Chicago to Des Moines. So I saw that team up close uh, because I'm nearby now, and they are really good. First thing that jumps out about Drake, they got like four 25-year-olds yeah. <laughs> on the floor. Uh, I think people like me maybe get a little too carried away with the impact of the one-and-done recruits and, you know, guys' projection to the NBA. But college basketball is an old man's game. If you want to win at the highest levels of the sport, and I think Drake has a pretty unique opportunity to do that. They went to the tournament in 2021. Now you add perhaps the best player in recent program history in Tucker DeVries. Uh, so I think that team is awesome. They got a good big man in Brody. They got Roman Penn in the backcourt, who's an experienced guard. Uh, I could see that, but man, I like Miami too. I mean, I saw Miami, you know, I think Wong, Wong's a stud. <laughs> like yeah. Wong and, you know, Nigel Pack, Nigel Pack with his $800,000 rain in threes. I think that he's, you know, he's been worth the money for the hurricanes. There's no doubt about that for his name, image, and likeness deal. But does Miami defend enough? Does Miami have enough size inside? I like Jordan Miller, but he's like kind of a small forward playing center, it seems like, sometimes. So that's a great matchup. Uh, what was the question? Any other 5'12s I like? Yeah. Um, Spinning through the bracket real hook. All right, let's go Oral Roberts over Duke. That's got to be the best. Hey, let's go. Out of some, listen, I, and listen, they're be Oral Roberts is better than a year ago, even though they're minus a stud, but they still yeah. have Acemas. Duke's Their the supporting right now, cast bro. is so good, but I'm telling you, Duke is legit right now <sighs> Man, when they're, they're healthy. So good. Yeah, once they got Jeremy Roach, 
balling and playing at his best level. Duke is really good. God, I want to pick Oral Roberts in that game, though, because we know they can Don't hit threes. Don't we all? <laughs> best day of the year on the sports calendar is the day Duke loses. Will that still be the case? Without Coach K, I don't know if we can celebrate it the same way. But <laughs> Ricky, uh, I think that Oral Roberts Duke game is going to be awesome. Ricky, you killed it. This was so good. Uh, we'll have to do this again soon. Appreciate you, Ricky. Thanks, guys. Ricky O'Donnell at SB underscore Ricky on Twitter. Uh, a, a lot to still unpack. We'll continue Selection Sunday talk and, and the first four games uh, tomorrow. But uh, for that, that'll do it for the show this morning. For Damon Benning, I'm Andrew Rogers. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.